Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Thank you for joining us this evening for At the Table with Darlene. We are so glad that you are here. And this is one of my favorite podcasts of the year because this is Easter Sunday. And I have so much fun with Easter because it has it means so much to me. But anyway, uh, I'm glad that you're joining us on this uh, special weekend. And uh, I believe that uh, through this this podcast, you're just going to be ministered to. First of all, I want to welcome to the table tonight, of course, Chris. Hello. Chris. Glad to be Glad here. Glad you're here, but uh, your sidekick, Stuart on here. That's okay. I'm He's two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. He must be really, really out there somewhere. He's probably uh, painting or something in the gym. Oh, he's doing I saw a picture on the internet of him working with wires on the wall, so... He oh, could really? be praying somewhere. Oh, yeah. He might have pulled away like Jesus does. He could be in the garden of Gethsemane. Pulled away for prayer. I'm yeah. not sure where he's at, but it's we're possible. glad you're here and that you're not moved by who's not here, Chris. Nope, I'm good. Yeah, and Tiff, mm. uh, I'm so glad that you're here. My daughter, Tiffany, welcome to Easter Sunday night. Happy Easter Sunday night. Yeah. I hope you found all the eggs. Mm. There's money in them. If yeah. not, they'll rot in your yeah. living room. I know. Because it always rains on Easter. I know. <laughs> a lot of Easters are <laughs> are fun. And we have a special guest with us uh, by phone uh, this evening. And so really excited because this is someone that has spent a lot of Easters with us Aww. many, many years ago. And so welcome, Amy Pacheco, my granddaughter, my oldest granddaughter. Welcome, Amy. Oldest. Did you hear that? Yeah, that was. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> you're welcome. What a joy it is to have you tonight, Amy. We're glad that you're at the table. I hope you have something to drink. We have coffee on this end, and Tiffany has something over there. What I more? have a water in my You're Not the Boss of Me mug. <laughs> Whoever I'm may- out, though. Huh? You're out. out. What am I gonna do? Well, Chris, you guys hear that? Chris says, "Stop that!" Great. I have nothing. I'm surprised we don't have a little <laughs> coffee bar in here. Yeah, I know. That's could we next. Arrange that? We we probably. I like iced coffee. We probably could. We'll probably have to arrange that for sure. I would like Starbucks hashtag not sponsored to please create an iced coffee that's sugar free. Some of us can't have all of that well how about jehovah java do they have it downstairs i don't think they bottle it and keep it in the cooler thing at walmart oh i need it instant i see what ready you're so i can pop ready. the lid off and guzzle it down you know um, starbucks they don't, they don't do it sugar-free not no. sponsored yeah anyway no. anyway we're so glad amy that you joined us and and easter is a very really special time uh since we're kind of putting you on the spot here. Uh, do you remember any special Easter when you were a little girl? I can remember a lot of things when you were a little girl. Oh, Easter I can remember time. a lot of things when you were a little girl, too. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love to say that I do, but unfortunately, I don't remember a whole lot. That's we probably remember more about those Easter's when you were really young. You remember more about since your babies were born, since you have two, two precious babies. You probably remember more more with them. But I can so remember, and sometimes I think remembering 
is because we look back at videos, you mm-hmm. know, and we look at things when you were little and uh, how cute and, and watching you and Corey out in the yard, you know, hunting for Easter eggs and and uh, the girls running after you guys. And so, you know, Corey for, used them all as baseballs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We probably should. threw them at Amy. Yeah, probably. And. <laughs> But but Easter time is always a special time, and and you know because we come into the house of God, and most people there are people that goes to church on Easter, you know that don't go. The one and only. Yeah, yeah, they really do, and and you know the impact. It's kind of like Christmas has such an impact, and then Easter has a really big impact because the truth is that our whole Christianity is based on the fact that not only did we have a Savior that went to the cross for us and He died, but He was. But he was resurrected. And so, you know, the whole weekend is such a special time and there's such resurrection power that that the world kind of stops. Yeah, I know the Easter Bunny gets a lot of uh, attention and there's a lot of other things that happen on Easter. But for me, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful time. What Easter Bunny should be thankful because without Jesus, there wouldn't be an Easter Bunny. You know, wow. nobody would be celebrating. Now, that's really profound. It is. That That's Easter profound. Bunny needs to thank the Lord. <laughs> Did you ever think about that, Amy? <laughs> right? If the, I mean, there would be no Easter Bunny without Easter. Right? So I'm yeah. here to say, Easter Bunny better, he needs to get his heart right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, Amy, before we go into any more about Easter, tell us a little bit about about uh, your your my beautiful great-grandchildren. Mm. Uh, tell about them a little bit and about about your, you know, just you're living in uh, on the other side of Nashville. So tell us a little bit about where you're at and what you're doing for our listeners. We are. We um, so we live about 20, 30 minutes outside of Nashville, and I have um, an amazing husband and two perfect children. Um, they are sometimes they drive me crazy, but Mm-mm. that's that's motherhood, right? That's right. <laughs> um. Hudson is 13. Oh, no. Yeah, I've, I've called Grandma a couple times and said, uh, is this normal? <laughs> <laughs> um, help. Um, and how do I love him through this? Because uh, I don't know how to do that. Um, <laughs> and that's then right that's now, a shout out for all those moms out there that feel the same way, amen. right? Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh, you're not alone. At you all. are not um, alone. Hang it, girl. Yeah. Um, and then Corey Mila, you know, she's still young enough that everything's just really cute and squishy <sighs> about her. So oh she's uh, she's six and she's everything. Fiery. Yeah, she is. She's fiery. Miss They're independent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> They're polar plushies. Hudson. Hudson is very like sweet and tender hearted mm-hmm. and and like needs you and. Corey Mila needs no one. So. <laughs> <laughs> For the independent child and then the one that uh, is needy. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? They're the best. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many you have. They're they're all great individuals, and that's that's so cool. They uh, also have a small farm in their house, accidentally. That's true. That's true. How we many do. animals do you have, Amy? Oh, my goodness. Um, right now we have the three dogs, the cat, the fish, the guinea pig. <laughs> 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 Is there a lizard or no? 
Um, no, the lizard went to be with Jesus. Oh, Chubb. So, God rest yeah. Chubb's oh, soul. Oh, Chubb got old, so. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, uh, Chris, you have a farm at your house? I have chickens. Yeah, in yeah. town. I don't have any lizards. Chickens. I, I, want, yeah. I, I want some chickens, but um, I don't think my neighborhood would really appreciate <laughs> that. So <laughs> the, We passed an ordinance up in here that we can do that now. And so the craziest places <laughs> you'll ten. see chickens. We're only supposed to have six, but you know I'm not a, always Rebel. a rule follower. Oh. And you're in a very nice little neighborhood. Yeah. That is really cool. My neighbors love them. I they know. really do. My neighbors really do love our chickens. Oh, it's so funny. Mm. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll just break the HOA rules a little bit and see if my neighbors love them. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you make a deal with your neighbors to say, hey, I will share the eggs with you if you don't turn me in. Oh, That's yeah. kind of what it's we all did. about negotiation. Oh, yeah. Negotiation. I see. I yeah. see. Okay. Oh. I'll get to work on that. Yeah. Thanks for the advice. <laughs> yep. There you go. Well, that makes life exciting, though. Kids, animals, you know. Uh, but I own those Easter eggs. I guess you got you have a lot of Easter eggs, right? About ten a day. Do oh, you yeah. have any Easter egg laying chickens? We have green eggs. Because that's a thing. Yeah. My coworker serious? Jessica. Mm-hmm. She has two Easter egg layers, and they're the prettiest little bluish green eggs, mm-hmm. and she saves them for me. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Yeah, we yeah. have three I that never do that. heard of yeah. such. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm learning some things about chickens. Green ones, blue ones, olive. Um, yeah. How, how's the Easter bunny and the eggs? How did that ever happen? Uh, some demonic Jesus. stuff right there. Is it the bad <laughs> no, stuff? I say Jesus. Yeah. You yeah. say demonic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. With That's Chris. straight the devil. <laughs> yeah, right. Straight the devil. <laughs> All right then. But I. Pass. Think, but uh, I. I. I think I love your point, Tiffany. Honestly, because I, no matter how pagan. I'm going to tell Sarah about that so she can teach those kids in class. Yeah. But that Easter bunny, he better be thanking Jesus. I Same know. for Santa. And, right. And the, He's and the, a pagan bunny. A pagan bunny he is. a pagan Santa. I, he, he, I, I don't, don't know. I don't you're know. just oh, trying, to, young you're trying to star war. I'm stirring the pot you're over here. You're stirring the pot. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, but no gosh. matter what, he wouldn't have had Easter there to would have celebrate. Easter bunny and neither Easter. would all those eggs. I mean, my goodness, the chicken farmers make a... A, oh, a yeah. really good. I watched profit. how it happened on Veggie Tales, and I think that was the actual story, but it's a little foggy right now. But they told the true story of Easter eggs. I want, yeah, I'll have to look. Now I'm have to look it up. Yeah. yeah, to find out. That's the real facts. The Veggie Tales one. I mean, there's a lot of cool stories of Christmas trees and even Santa Claus. Oh, oh wow, so that was the you whole table. table I'm so sorry. Ow. Um, but I don't know what about the Easter Bunny. I don't either. Hmm. Research. I didn't either. And he was just kind of a side note till Tiffy made that profound statement a while ago. That's and, what I'm here for. And, yeah. I grew up in a generation of, of churchgoers. I don't think it's as bad as it was, but my parents thought everything was bad. Like, it, if it wasn't in the Bible, it was bad. Like, music. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, there was classical music I couldn't listen to. I mean, it's oh, one yeah. thing, like, you know. Classical music, as oh. in classic rock or as in Mozart? Mozart was fine, but anything that was like. Asian or Eastern, mm, whatever, that, that was the devil. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, so there's a lot of books that were the devil. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, Star Wars wasn't, which could... <laughs> I don't know how that <laughs> How did Star Wars get off? I, I don't know how Star Wars made it on the list, but well, yeah. We had a laundry list of things that. that we could not listen to, could not watch. 
I had to go to my brother's house, Amy's dad, so I could listen to Bon Jovi. My the first song I ever listened to on a CD was Britney Spears. My parents would have found oh, out. Oh my goodness! Oh, it just makes me shiver thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> well, yep. my mine was so long ago that I don't even remember because we. I just remember one time riding with my one of my bro- older brothers, and on the radio they they played Wilverton Mountain, and I just thought that. What was... is that? Is that a story? No, it's a song. <laughs> Uh, they, I have no idea what that is. They they say like a chain letter. like chain letters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the chain line. Yeah. It's just a song. Mountain? They say no. It was a song. They say don't go on Wolverton Mountain. It was like a a country song. Okay. And I never heard you know because we didn't sit around the radios. It wasn't in the hymn book, huh? <laughs> no, it wasn't in the hymn book. You're right. It was not. So yeah. Wolverton Mountain. Yeah, but so Man, how and then I, are I am looking that I, up tonight. No, and and the thing of it was is it's, it it was a real catchy tune, and I couldn't get it off of my mind. Mm, so I went around, and so then I started going around singing that, and that oh. was that was my first uh, knowledge of that there were songs outside of church. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, isn't that something? Did you get in trouble? I don't remember. Surely it was your brother that got in trouble for exposing their precious probably baby. But darling. anyway, yeah. But we are Easter. My goodness, how do we get this far? I don't know. It's That's the way it goes. The, way the table of doors. This, <laughs> this is how it goes. So now we're back to Easter. Now we're back. The to resurrection Easter. of Jesus. Yes, because even though the Easter bunny got a little profit off of it, it isn't really what it's all about. Because resurrection, uh, Easter means so much to me. Yes. I could do my own podcast with nothing else but talking Would about. Would you like us to step out? No, that's okay. I like to put you through it and make you listen. Okay. Uh, is resurrection power because one of the darkest times of my life yeah. happened around Easter time. A couple times. Yeah, it, it really did. And, and, and so for anyone that's listening today, uh, our last podcast, which we uh, was last Sunday, uh, we talked about leaning in to... The voice of God, leaning mm-hmm. into God and being aware that he is so around us in all things. And when we become aware of his presence and who he is and what that means to us as individuals, then we begin to see life differently. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, on this particular uh, Easter Sunday morning, uh, I was at a real crossroads of my life because life as I knew it was over. Life had crumbled. I had nothing but three worried kids. And when I say nothing but them looking at me and saying, Mom, are you going to be here for us? Because I was so sick that dying would have been easier. And But on that particular weekend, uh, I leaned in because there was no way out of my situation at all. And because if I didn't get better, my kids weren't going to know their mommy. They weren't going to see the strength of God if I hadn't gotten better. And on that particular time, a doctor said something so profound to me. He said, darling, if you don't get better, someone else is going to raise your kids. And, And he cursed a little bit as he said it. Because he was mad. 
to see me in the shape I was. And he was mad because he knew my family and how I'd been put in the situation. And He wasn't mad at you. No, he was very mad at the situation. Not, yes, you he, were not in that situation through any no. activity of your own. He was just very angry that my children and I were at that place. And he knew, I mean, he didn't know God was using him, but God used him. And it was like something raised up within me. And that something was no way. I don't know how to explain it, but resurrection power that had been living in me for a long time, that where I had been seeing myself as a victim, and don't get me wrong, I still was in that victim situation, but resurrection power came into my life, and all I can say is that Easter Sunday morning, something so happened to to me because I just leaned in like you were talking last week. I Mm -hmm. leaned into his presence and knew that he was my only hope, but not just my hope, but my children's hope. Mm -hmm. And no way was somebody else going to raise my kids because God had given those those kids to me. I'd made a lot of mistakes and all, but there was no way that I was going to allow someone else to raise my kids. And I don't know. So that Easter Sunday was... You know, every time I think about Easter, I get all excited. Mm-hmm. Resurrection life. Jesus Christ uh, died Darling for me. Ridge. Yeah, he died for me, and he, and he mm-hmm. went, and he took away uh, the sting of death. You know, he won over the grave, and uh, he said, resurrection power lives in me. So, and then, you know, right uh, in 2000, you know, I had the stroke right before <laughs> Easter, a week that was really, really rough when Daryl was overseas and his mom died while he was gone. And here I was, I, our daughter, one of our daughters was getting married and I was wanting out of the hospital and the doctor was saying, I'd rather that your grandkids saw you alive as for you to go to, I'd rather you miss your daughter's wedding as to not live and be there when those grandkids, you know. And mm-hmm. so it was that kind of attitude, that kind of week. But boy, on that Sunday morning, I got out of the hospital on Saturday. And on Sunday morning, I went to church. It was Easter Sunday morning. You went to the wedding, too. I went to the wedding, too. Yes, I did. <laughs> I went to my mother-in-law's funeral because yeah. she had passed away also. I got to go to her funeral on that Saturday morning. That Saturday, then I, we married our our daughter, Elisha, and her husband, you know, and then we came to church on Easter Sunday morning because the week before, the enemy was kind of telling me, you know, that things as you know it aren't going to be the same. And I was like, yes, it's going to be better mm-hmm. and resurrected life again. So, yeah, I get all excited about Easter and, and other happenings. And But anyway, I've jabbered on for a long time. But I you get it, Chris, oh, I'm really it. excited about Easter? As you should. I, I think the enemy really tries to mute or sterilize what Jesus dying on the cross, Jesus rising again, that whole story. I think he really, because there's a lot to that story. Oh, and there, there's there's a lot to what that covenant means. There's a lot to um, what that did for us as Gentiles. I mean, we're not Jews. We're, we're considered Gentiles. Right. I mean, we, we had no promises, and it opens up the covenant of all everything. I mean, mm-hmm. it opens up mm-hmm. everything for us. And I, I think that's a reminder. It's like communion. I think Easter is a reminder of that, of, of what the importance of all that is. Yes, yes. And, and I think that it's kind of like those pauses in life, you know. And so it, it's just a great weekend. It's just a great 
a great time of remembrance and celebration. And so, yeah, the Easter Bunny gets a little little attention, and and we love because Easter of Jesus because of Jesus. And I love Easter egg hunts, and 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 you know, it's just it's kind of like Christmas. I think we, you know, the whole thing of Christmas is such an exciting time, and. But it isn't because of Santa Claus, and it isn't because of presents. It's because something happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked uh, last week about, you know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and then He came to live among us, you know. And so we celebrate these great times of life. And so here we are on this Resurrection Sunday, and and Amy didn't get to come to our ladies' conference and, and because of— a situation in your life. So, Amy, you know, you've been living a situation of your life that is really unusual to a lot of people, but a lot of people can also, in some ways, they can relate Mm -hmm. because they've been in those places where they don't know what to do next. And uh, share with us a little bit about what you have been going through, but the miracle that you have been waiting for, that you've been walking through, and how the resurrection life in, inside of you is has been keeping you going. So share a little bit with the listeners of, of what you've been diagnosed with and a little bit of this uh, journey you've been on. Yeah, so, oh boy, <laughs> I'm like, how much time do we have? Um, <laughs> uh, I literally don't remember um, when it was. And it was a long process to kind of finally get some answers, but essentially was diagnosed with both Lyme disease and brucella, along with three or four other infectious diseases. But those are my two big ones um, because, you know, I got to go big or go home, I guess. <laughs> um, and tell, tell the listeners what the brucella is. Where, how do you get that? So um, Lyme disease is not as rare as it used to be, right. um, but the brucella is very rare. It's You actually get it, it's most common when you work in agriculture um, with livestock, because um, that's pretty much how you get it, is from and a, a cow. a farm girl, you are not. A farm girl, I um, am not. <laughs> spent some time on a farm. Yeah. <laughs> when you I spent a young. lot of, yeah, you did. You yeah, spent a lot of time little. at your... Uh, your grandparents' uh, farm. I did. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, although Dairy when farm. it came to spending our summers, I'd spend a little bit of time there and then I would head to you. You did. Quick. Um, yes. Corey was more of the, uh, farmer. he was more of the, the farm. He was more of the farm guy. So, mm-hmm. um, it was just too hot and sticky for me anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so that's probably where I got it. Right. Um, is, is that that's the assumption is one summer. Have you he- have you heard of that before, Chris? Chris is an, an RN. Uh, some, but it is super rare. Is I think I've seen it on people's charts, but I've never actually seen somebody actively sick from it. The doctor, if correct me if I'm wrong, Amy, but the, when they were trying to, Amy's kind of like a Jenga puzzle, you know, like uh, her her medical situations there. They're just, it's like a puzzle, but the doctor was kind of trying to track some things down and, and they said like, this is, this is like an off chance, but I don't suppose you've ever like milked a cow, right? Like you've probably never milked a cow. And she was like, well, yeah. 
<laughs> I have milked a cow. Yeah. Yeah. My grandparents owned a dairy farm, so and the and the doctor was like, No way. And so is that right, Amy? Yeah, that's pretty much and how so it happened and that's where and she then, contracted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And since then anybody in the medical field like you, Chris, looks at me like, Whoa, like what? Yeah. <laughs> She's a science project. There's yeah. a lot of stuff you get from farm animals, so mm-hmm. that's not one that you see very often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's special. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. I had to be special. And um, so it's been a long journey. How long has it been uh, oh, when, when you were diagnosed? Let's go with the diagnosis. I know that there were symptoms and things throughout your life. It, yeah. Progressed. Um, yeah. Final diagnosis came probably about five years ago, five, six years ago. Um, and so since then it's been, you know, um, a lot of believing and trusting in God's promise for my life. Yes. Um, literally fighting for your life. Yeah. And, 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 and the only way I can explain it, that there has been such, there's just been such moments where I fully believe that it was God stepping in for me in that moment because he has bigger plans than of this earthly body right so like my earthly body is trying to fail me and I can fully look back and see times where um God just said give it to me I'll carry it Mm -hmm. until your body can take back over and And so when you say your earthly body tries to fail you um there are days that Amy is unable to get out of bed by herself. There because are of her autoimmune system. She has, uh, she's been, like, they have diagnosed and misdiagnosed so many different things, right, Amy? You know, yes. there's, oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's lupus. Been a roller coaster. It's lupus. It's fibromyalgia. <laughs> it's, I don't know, PB Herman disease. So many different, like, things. And, and she'll have some really great days. And then all of a sudden, from my, end, from my point of view, you're mm-hmm. just, it smacks you against the wall mm-hmm. and you're down. Yeah, it's but a little what bit never of a, stops is your faith. Coaster. Yeah, it's a no, and I, you know, I fully, I still to this day, um, I mean, I, and a lot of people question this, but I just, I fully believe that um, there will come a day I'll be completely healed, yeah, and I, am. and I just believe yes. that that's yes. I stopped. There's so much peace in stop putting that in my timeline, and. And, and, and really breaking it down, honestly, to do you trust him? Do you mm-hmm. do you have that faith for mm-hmm. what's not being seen, but what he promises you? Yes. Um, yes. And so that's what I walk in every day. Um, every day. Every day is that um, today, you know, it's kind of funny because when you ask me to do this, I um, it makes me nervous. But I'm actually in the middle of a Bible study for Second Timothy. Um, right now. And I have been having such conviction um, because, you know, it's him calling Timothy to, you know, to take, take what's been taught to him. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And and to suffer in the spreading of the gospel, because that gives courage to people then to spread the gospel. Right. There you go. And, um, and I've set on it. I've set on it. Um, not out of fear, but just out of, but my miracle hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. With, without understanding that sometimes it's not about the miracle. I, I, I fully believe that I'm, I'm going to look back and I'm going to be grateful for my miracle, but I can look back and say, 
yeah, but the journey, but the walk, yes. the walk to my miracles, Amen. what taught me so much. And you've had miracles um, in your life. Both of your children, um, those pregnancies were just yes. absolutely berserk. Yeah. They were very yes. hard. Pick um, lines yep. the whole time. Yep. Amy is yep. a yep. professional pick line wearer. Yes. Um, yep. Six she, of those and a Hickman. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and she's got these two miraculous. They're both absolute miracle mm-hmm. children, and they're so they beautiful, mm-hmm. and they love and, their aunt Tiff yeah. so much. <laughs> that's yeah. What's I mean, extra I think special. that that I think mm-hmm. that that's part of of having faith for His promises. Looking back and saying. You know, no matter what you're in, but what That's right. you've seen, the what has been proven to you? Yes. Yeah, like what what has been proven to you? And yes. you know, in my own life and in my own medical journey, and then with the kids, and you know, there's their medical there, journeys. I I have a plethora of miracles that make no sense for this yes. earth <laughs> yep. without God. You know, Amen. And so and That's so because right. of that, I trust that my time's coming. Amen. That, that is so true, and I, I believe that it's not by accident on this Resurrection Day, Amy, that you are on this podcast. That's it was right. not planned, but I believe that there are those that are going to listen to this podcast because they've been in that time, and and the enemy tries to wear us down, and that's what he does, and, and we become, if we're not careful, he wants us to become what he says we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and but as we journey and we find out his faithfulness and we are more than what the doctors have told us, we're more than what the enemy tells us, because who is inside of us is so alive and so, so living and breathing. And that's what we are leaning into. That's what we talked about last podcast, leaning into who he is in spite of what's going on. Because when we lean in, then his word begins to work alive in us Mm -hmm. and and begins to break down those strongholds. And there are people that are listening, Amy, that maybe they've only been in their struggle for a few short months. Maybe they've only just gotten into it, or maybe they've been at it 10, 12 years. It's like the woman in... in, uh, in the Word of God, in the New Testament, that that for twelve years, you know, she had suffered from many doctors. She'd went to place to place looking for help, and uh, but she had heard, and but she got a revelation. If I can just lean in mm-hmm. and touch, if I can just lean and touch him, I know I'll be made whole. Something happened with her faith, and it's kind of like what you're saying, Amy. You know. That one day you're going to be totally made whole. Yeah. But until then, you're going to do everything that you know to do, and you're going to keep on proclaiming what he says about you, not what your circumstances say, but what he says. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what people that are listening, there are some that don't have the hope that you have, but that's what God's wanting to speak to them what today, would you, Amy. What would you say to those listeners, Amy, who yes. are maybe feeling like, I can't go on another day, the doctors can't figure it out? What would you say to them? How would you encourage them? Yes. Mm. Ooh. Um, uh, I think that's hmm. <laughs> like so there's so much weight to that question. Um, you know, I I think that I would encourage them to 
sometimes fall back on the very basic thing, right? Fall back on what you know, mm-hmm. what, what, because, because when you're in that, it's almost like a horse with blinders sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, all you can see is that next thing um, that you're having to deal with. It's like that next mountain, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I think sometimes you have to, for me, it's always been about fall back on what I know. Yes. Do I know go. God has plans for me? Mm-hmm. Um, do I know that those plans are for my health and for my future and for my kids' future? Um, what do I know um, about what um, has been taught to me? But not only that, what has been evident to me? Because mm-hmm. you can be taught something, but until you get to walk it out yourself, it it, it doesn't hold the same weight, right. you know? Right. Um, and so I think that um, for me, there's been so many times where I've had to do that, where I've had to just fall back, um, almost like letting it hug you and engulf you and give you that peace that's beyond understanding, um, where it's, yes, there's all this, but what do I know? And, yeah. and, and, and do I, do I believe, um, that this is not my forever? Do I believe mm-hmm. that there's more calling for my life? Mm-hmm. And that this is just one hurdle that that the devil is loving right now because it's postponing what God has intended for me. And do I trust God to bring that in his timing and not mine? Um, and if and if I trust all of that, then I can be OK for where I'm at right now. I can be OK <laughs> yeah. when I can't get up. That's I can good. be OK when I'm Amen. scared because I'm losing my memory. I can be OK when. I have all these symptoms and doctors are scratching their heads. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, I can be okay in the midst of that because of what I know. Amen. Um, Good word. Good word, Amy. And uh, I'm going to ask you to do something that uh, I feel is, is what God would have us to do. And I'm going to ask you to pray for those out there that are going through something that they feel like they can't go on. And you're going to pray for them because when we pray for others, it's something, you know, and I know your prayers are, you're, you're a little prayer warrior. You, you know, you know how to pray and there's times where you can't pray. You're just trusting God, but there's people out there that God's going to use you today to pray for them. They need their Easter. They need their Easter. And that's what God is going to do for them on this Easter Mm -hmm. Sunday is going to do some miracles. And so would you pray before we go off today, Amy? Yeah, absolutely. Dear Father, I just, I, um, I thank you for my journey. I thank you. I even thank you that I don't have my answer yet. (laughs) Um, Because I fully believe that the lessons that we learn when we fully trust you is beyond anything um, that we could do in our own power. When we, when we lay our life and everything that doesn't make sense in that next mountain, when we get to climb it and we get to still proclaim you without the answer, trusting that even though here we go, we're going down the mountain and I'm going to have to climb another one. When we trust you, um, for our answer, that does something yes. 
that I could never replace or give back or I would want to. And so, God, I pray that you just you meet the people who are there, who don't know how to do the next thing, who are literally one foot in front of the other in this moment, and they don't feel like they have the strength to conquer the next thing. Um, I pray that you meet them there and that you supply them with the same strength that you've supplied me, that they be comforted by what they know, that they know that you are uh, a resurrected Lord and that you are capable of everything that is not of this earth and that we trust you for that, that you bring them that hug, that peace that surpasses all understanding and the strength to put that next foot in front of the other and that you give them the ability to see, um, to take their blinders off and see the evidence, to see the evidence of your goodness in their life so they can trust in the promise of the future that you have for them and that they find honor and glory in the journey because it is beautiful. It is brutal and it hurts and it's scary because we are earthly and we can't understand it. But when we entrust you with that journey, it is beautiful. Despite its hurt, it is beautiful. And so I pray, God, that you give them that strength, that you give them that peace, and you take the blinders off and that they get to see you in the midst of their pain and their discomfort and their lack of knowledge. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you that you're giving them their promise, and I thank you that you're giving me mine. And I trust you for that. And I thank you for my journey. I even thank you that I haven't gotten my answer in my timing because it would be completely imperfect. And I am so excited. I'm so excited for my answer and your timing, Mm -hmm. and I'm so excited for anybody else, Lord, who is just hurting it. I'm so excited that they get to be excited about their time and their promise when you have it for them. Yes. And I thank you for all things. Amen. 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 Well, Amy, thank you for praying for our audience and for being with us during this time. We love you so much. And uh, we're so glad that you were with us. And for all of those that on this Easter Sunday night, I or if or whenever you're listening to this podcast, that God will just minister to you, knowing that He's got a plan for your life, and that resurrection power is more than enough to get you out of every situation. Until the next time, at the table with Darlene, may the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today at At The Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At The Table. You can also check us out at darlenerhodes.org. Also at wawministries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At The Table with Darlene.